Hi you're listening to All Law an audio series brought to you by Lakshmi Kumaran and Sridharan a leading Indian law firm at the firm we are proud to combine the knowledge of law with extensive experience in industry and technology in order to design practical legal solutions for our clients this podcast series is a part of our knowledge sharing initiative where we will discuss notable judicial and regulatory developments and analyze the business implications of the law as it evolves in india this podcast focuses on a ray of hope delhi high court allows amending method claims to product claims sections 57 and 59 of the patents act 1970 which govern the amendments in the specification and claims of a patent application have always garnered attention There have been multiple decisions of the Erstwhile Intellectual Property Appellate Board (IPAB) and the High Courts of India with respect to these provisions. However, there had remained a need for further clarification. Earlier, the Delhi High Court had passed an important judgment in the matter of Nippon A&L Inc. versus the controller of patents, whereby the court allowed the conversion of the product by process claims. to process claims without attracting section 59 of the act now the landmark judgment passed by the delhi high court in the matter of elergin inc versus the controller of patents order dated 20 january 2023 provides the additional much needed clarity in these provisions with this judgment the court has allowed the amendments made by elergin inc for converting the method of treatment claims to product claims the prosecution of the case as well as the essence of the order have been captured in this podcast the logan inc appellant filed the national phase application 7039 delnp 2012 titled intracameral sustained release therapeutic agent implants at the ipo The original claims 1 to 20 of the application recited a method for treating an ocular condition which among other steps comprises a step of implanting biodegradable sustained release implants to the eye implanting biodegradable sustained release implants to the eye in the first examination report FAR the controller of the patent office controller among other objections objected to the claims under the provision of section 3i of the act stating that the subject matter of the claims relates to the method of treatment of human beings/animals in response to this objection the appellant amended the original method claims to product claims reciting an intracameral implant the response to the fer was submitted along with the reduced amended set of claims 1 to 5 After reviewing the amendments and the arguments made by the appellant the hearing notice was issued wherein among other objections the controller objected to the amended claims under section 59 of the act essentially the controller asserted that the amended claims reciting an intracameral implant were lacking support from the originally filed claims that is as filed claims in pct application and further were not claimed in the corresponding pct application 
cause while entering the national phase and therefore such claims cannot be allowed subsequent to the hearing and submissions the application was refused by the controller on the premise that the amended claims as submitted by the appellant are not allowable under section 59 of the act it is also pertinent to note that the impugned order explicitly stated that due to the objection maintained under section 59 of the act there is no need to discuss the rest of the objections or sections with respective to the hearing notice for the present invention being aggrieved by the refusal order of the controller the appellant filed an appeal before the delhi high court this episode captures the catena of arguments and the case law furthered by the learned counsels on behalf of the appellant and the respondent during the appeal proceedings the respondent submitted that the refusal of the controller was strictly based on the statutes of the act referring to section 59 of the act the respondent highlighted that the provision only provides for amendment of claims if the scope of the amended claims falls within the scope of the pre-amended claims of the patent application further the respondent clarified that any amendment made in the claim must be explicitly supported by the pre-amended claims in the present case the as filed claims submitted with the pct application the respondents further submitted that since the claims reciting implants as products were not a part of the as filed claims amending the original method claims to recite implants given contravention of section 59 of the act the respondent interpreted section 59 of the act to envisage two different types of amendments with amendment in the specification and amendment in the claims the respondent contended that while evaluating the amendments in the claim the consideration of the specification is immaterial and only the originally filed claims should be considered further the respondent while relying on section 10 section 4 of the act argued that section 10 subsection 4c of the act envisages that the ending of the complete specification with the actual claim or claims define the scope of the invention thus concluding that claims are only a part of the complete specification and cannot be equated with the complete specification the order issued in the case of nippon anl inc versus controller of patents in paragraph 40 was also discussed by the respondent to strengthen the legal position the appellant in view of the impugned order submitted that the controller was incorrect in holding the appellant at fault for including the implant claims in the originally filed claims which were lacking support and for not including the implant claims while entering the national phase in india for the former part of the alleged rejection it was explained that the reason that the appellant had sought protection for the method of treatment in the originally filed claims was because such claims are allowed by the united states patent and trademark office uspto for the latter part of the alleged rejection reference was made to section 138 subsection 4 of the act which mandates that an application in india shall be filed with title description claim abstract and drawings as filed in the international application 
while the appellant pointed out in this line of argument was that since a PCT application is always filed in multiple jurisdictions, it is impractical, rather impossible, to expect that the original claims will comply with the patentability requirement of all jurisdictions worldwide. With regards to complying with the requirements of Section 59 of the Act, the appellant provided that the aspect of implants is well noted in the original as-filed claims, which essentially claims for the method of treating ocular deficiencies using such implants. The aspect of the implants, their constitution and composition have been well explained in the as-filed specification across 60 paragraphs out of a total 97 paragraphs. The claims reciting implants are well supported by the as-filed specification and the scope of the claims is not broadened or expanded by said amendments. The appellant concluded their arguments by stating that since the amendments in the claim do not go beyond the disclosure of the as-filed specification and are well supported by the specification, the same should be allowed under Section 59 of the Act. After hearing both parties exhaustively, the court concluded that the amendments made by the applicant in the original claims, that is, amendment of the method of treatment claims to product implant claims, should be allowed under the Act. The important observations of the court in the judgment were 1. The main question of law before the court was to adjudicate upon the interpretation and boundaries of Section 59 of the Act. For the interpretation of the said section, the court referred to the decisions made in Shailesh Bhairavan v. Mohan Balakrishnalula, Richa Mishra State Chhattisgarh, and most recently, X was the Principal Secretary, Health and Family Welfare Department, GNCVD. These decisions clarified that literal construction with faithful adherence to the plain words of the statute is no longer the golden rule of interpretation, and this gives way to the principle of purposive interpretation. Referring further to Biswanath Prasad Radesham versus Hindustan Metal Industries, the court reaffirmed that the object of patent law is to encourage scientific research, new technology, and industrial progress. The court expressly noted that interpreting the sections of the Act in a way that it renders a possibly inventive invention as non-patentable will be against the very purpose of the Act. For the boundary and scope of Section 59 of the Act, the court placed reliance on the order issued for Nippon ANL Inc. versus Controller of Patents, which further cites the erstwhile IPAB's order in the matter of Tony Mon George, the Controller General of Patents, Designs and Trademarks which noted that if the claims post-amendment define the features of the invention for clarification or disclaim the earlier claim features, then the same can be allowed. Reliance was also placed on the Ayangar Committee report, stating that the report particularly notes that the invention before and after amendment need not be identical so long as the invention is comprehended with the matter disclosed. The court further applied the standard of the report to the present provision of Section 59 of the Act and clarified that 
amendments to a patent specifically or claims prior to grant ought to be construed more liberally rather than narrowly the court also compared the article 123 of the european patent convention which echoes the position of section 59 of the act in mandating that nothing new should be permitted to be inserted in the specifications or claims however amendments in the claims which are supported by the as five specifications and restricted to the disclosure already made in the specification should not be rejected keeping the aforesaid points in mind the court clarified that discriminating between the claims and the as five specifications by considering the two as separate would militate against the very ethos and philosophy of the patent side re-quoting Vishwanath Prasad Radheshyam the court held that the correct way to read the patent application is to first read the specification in order that the mind may be prepared for what it is that the invention is to be claimed further while citing Parkinson Simon in this judgment on paragraph 43 the court emphasized that the specification and the claims must be looked at and construed together the case of murich sharp dom corporation versus glenmark pharmaceuticals was referred to by the court for explaining that the construction of claims is not something that can be considered in isolation from the rest of the specification similarly the court observed that the claim by itself and because the complete specifications which accompany it cannot convey to the court the exact scope of the claim after referring to the submissions made by the applicant the court noted that the support for the implant is found throughout the as five specification which provides the peculiarities and characteristics of the implant in detail thus the implants of the amended claims do form a part of the original as five claims and specification conclusion the delhi high court hence quashed the controller's refusal order and considered the amendments in the claims as allowable the court further clarified that the present decision is exclusively for the permittance of amending the claims from process to product and that the controller shall freshly examine the claims for patentability on merits The present order will definitely serve to be a significant milestone in the history of patent prosecution in India. It is expected that the decision will open gates for several aspiring applicants who wish to obtain a patent in India for their exceptional and important inventions but are barred by the fences of section 59 of the act. What is also highlighted by the court in this order is the fact that the ultimate goal of enshrining the IPR and thus the patents act is to encourage the inventors and promote their invention it is also interesting to note that the order has emphasized that the provisions of the act should be interpreted with certain perspectiveness considering principles of natural justice the provisions recited in the section serve as a guideline for the controllers as well as the inventors However, if the provisions debar the inventors from patenting their rightful invention, then the same would be against the very principle of the act. The year 2022 and beginning of 2023 has witnessed noteworthy decisions in lieu of claim amendments. 
What is worth noting is that both the decisions the order have placed special reliance on the Ayangar committee report stating that the intention of the report was to allow wider permissibility in claim amendments before the grant and it is not needed for the invention to be identical before and after the amendment hence it is important that the scope of the amendments is comprehended within the subject matter as disclosed in the aspire specification thank you for taking the time for listening to the series we would love to hear your feedback comments and questions about the episode you can write to us at podcast@lakshmishree.com to know more you can even suggest topics for future episodes you would like to hear more about do check out our website www.lakshmishree.com which is linked in the episode description below to keep abreast with relevant legal updates we hope you'll join us next week